1: You'll strap yourselves in and hold on to your butts it's Thunderquack
0: time hello and welcome back to the Thunderquack podcast the official podcast of thunderquack.com which you can get every other tuesday on patreon.com/thunderquack i uh, just like oh what, I, now see i wanted to switch it up I wanted you to switch did. it up and do the other you thing. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: now I've completely lost the rhythm of the whole thing.
1: But, but it was close, Just but you like know what? Patreon it doesn't, Brian yeah. and JJ Samuel do, or you, can, I for, way, you know what I forgot. You get it late on podcast services across the galaxy.
0: Yeah. I forgot right. the early part. So you can get it early, early. every other yeah. Tuesday on patreon.com slash thundercrack. Yeah. I'm not, we're not going back. This is, we're going no, forward it. only ever that's forward. Good. Uh, never stopping, <laughs> never apologizing. I uh, just like our Patreon producers Brian Miroski and JJ Samuel do, or as Amanda just said, you can wait and get it late every other Friday on podcast services across the galaxy. I'm one of your hosts, Amanda. Uh, no, I'm one of yours, Michael. Cohen. <laughs> that That's really incredible. now. I'm really messed up.
1: No, so you good.
0: are. Who are you?
1: I am Amanda Conkin. There you go. You are Michael Cohen.
0: It's Tuesday. And- yeah. And that's what I'm gonna blame it on. It's mm-hmm. Tuesday it's, and not Monday,
1: yeah. mm-hmm. it throws because off yesterday
0: was was uh uh tur- let's just call it Turkey Day because I Turkey. feel like Thanksgiving is is uh I like gross. calling
1: it Thanksgiving. Oh well, okay, no, I don't like calling it Thanksgiving for those reasons. I like calling it Thanksgiving for Americans that get confused because I was once in America and I called it American Thanksgiving and they looked at me <laughs> kind of weird, and I was like, because you know. You have American Thanksgiving and we have yeah. Thanksgiving, but you are correct. I don't, the like term, it was also indigenous people's day in the States. And yeah. I feel like it was the international day of the girl is something that I saw as well yesterday. So it was lots of, lots of celebratory things, but I can't you
0: know. say as I saw that last one, um, but I'll okay. agree with you.
1: I uh, mean, I follow a lot of accounts like UNICEF and sure women empowering thing. I follow a lot of stuff that posted about it on like LinkedIn. Oh, the Gina Davis Institute as well. I follow on a lot of stuff. And if people don't follow the Gina Davis Institute, you probably should. They're like a great, they, they post about all sorts of fun stuff about like women representation in media. And then just like cool feminist stuff, which is neat.
0: Gina Davis is a swell human being.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And she's created a whole organization about like tracking gender representation in media
0: which is cool. yeah um and she's made some of my literally some of my absolute favorite movies of all time uh, I, earth girls are easy and the fly <gasps> both of which she God. stars she stars opposite jeff goldblum uh, wait
1: jeff goldblum and Earth Girls Are Easy. Jeff Goldblum definitely... is the
0: main character, other than like Gina Davis is the main character in Earth Girls Are Easy, but he's the, the he's the watch? romantic
1: lead. I think I'm going to watch that because I was definitely looking through Amazon Prime, and sometimes there's shows on there that I just would never watch, but they've got a lot of like old stuff, and I'm pretty sure yeah. Earth Girls Are Easy was on there, and I was like, maybe I could just watch this.
0: It was anyway. on Netflix for a while too, I think, but. Oh, okay, um, okay. Yeah, go seek it out, find it, watch it wherever I you will. are, okay. if you have the ability. The best thing about Earth Girls are easy is that you're like, you're like way into this movie, like way into this movie. A lot of weird stuff has happened and you're <laughs> like just along for the ride. There's these these furry alien guys uh, and 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 they're but they're kind of hot uh uh because it's Jeff Goldblum, Jim Carrey and, and Damon Wayne. Uh senior, not junior. What
1: a great trio. And I Gina and that. Gina Davis that is, is
0: at the height of her sexiness. Uh <laughs> cool boy. She is fantastic. And, and it's very nineties and it's very California, which is where it takes place. Um there's a lot of spandex and there's a lot of Uh, aerobics type outfits and uh, and swimsuits and all that sort of thing it's a very sexy movie Uh, earth girls are easy the title should give you a heads up on that one Um, but then randomly in the middle of the movie they break out into a musical number (laughs) and does it happen twice or i think it only happens once but it's just like it's just like We're not talking like, oh, some characters sing a song. That's not what I'm talking about. It's a full on musical number, like a Broadway musical number in the middle of this movie. That is not a musical, (laughs) but it's in there. And it's fantastic. And uh, I, I, yeah, man, what a movie, what a movie. And then, and then on the polar opposite end of the science fiction spectrum is The Fly. Uh, David Cronenberg's <laughs> *The Fly*, starring Jeff Goldblum and D- Gina Davis, uh, wherein Jeff Goldblum accidentally combines his DNA with that of a common house fly with a teleporter that he built in his warehouse, and uh, and and at first he seems to be developing superpowers like Spider-Man, and then all of a sudden his body starts to fall apart because he's metamorphosing <laughs> into a human a fly. fly
1: we didn't ruin Uh, that movie for people my god
0: and oh well it's too late now (laughs) uh and there's a great great sequence in the fly it is it is spooky season if you want to get creeped out there's a fantastic sequence in that movie where uh gina davis has discovered that she uh is pregnant she's not 100% sure i think if I'm, if I'm remembering right, it's been a few years since I've watched it. Cause she's also, there's another guy that she was dating at one point in the movie. I think, um, he, I'm pretty sure. Cause then he ends up getting eaten by brundlefly, fly. Uh, I, I, but I, so I, I think that she's like not a hundred percent sure. She's also not a hundred percent sure what at what point in the process of his metamorphosis jeff goldblum otherwise known in the in the movie known as seth brundle i uh, i impregnated her and therefore whether or not she's going to give birth to a human child or i uh, as depicted fly, in hybrid. in this sequence a maggot a giant
1: oh. a
0: giant larval fly right um it's so good it's such great 80s body horror stuff oh my god that it, it is. is
1: pretty i i remember those scenes very viscerally from watching that movie and because i watched it quite young i think and yeah, yeah there's, well there's, you know what I'll, I'll,
0: i will bet you anything that the first time that you ever watched it was on the space network uh on oh. like a saturday evening <laughs>
1: That sounds or something right. like uh-huh, that uh-huh. Yeah. um
0: with commercial interruption and 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 whatnot and probably edited for television a little bit um uh, but uh, uh yeah it there's there's a lot of things that I'll like when somebody says what i'm about to say i'll be like yeah you're just being lame and old but there is one instance where i think that this holds true and it's with sci-fi horror they they really don't make them like they used to and i think that they're that that's just by virtue of the fact that there was a sweet spot with visual effects um in the 80s and early 90s like the late 80s early 90s of like we have pushed practical effects literally as far as we can without digital augmentation um Mm -hmm. and so you get they like i mean the the friday the 13th movies i i you know story wise for better or worse uh, and the, and they definitely get worse as they go cuz they get less and less budget but like the first 3 i would say um i i like like the 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 first two predator movies the alien movies oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i i like i said the the fly i i yeah, man. Uh, so, uh, uh, American Werewolf in London, uh, which is like really early '80s. Yeah, uh, yeah. I actually
1: really, liked really American Werewolf in Paris, which was the later one, like from That's the fine. '90s. I enjoyed watching
0: yeah, that. Yeah, American Werewolf in Paris gets a lot of flack, I think, because it it is it is trying to be a sequel to a a, a very very highly regarded film. Um, right. And. And exactly what I'm talking about, they don't make them like they used to, right? Um, It's not to say that nobody makes them like they used to, because there still are people who are very dedicated to, to that art um and so movies do come out within the the horror genre but they're off the beaten path they're not the mainstream movies anymore the mainstream mm-hmm. stuff tends to have c- cg or is like a straight slasher in the vein of like scream which they've just released the trailer for the new one that's coming out in january for some reason it comes out in january um so they kind of missed the mark on that
1: one yeah. but
0: uh all uh, right uh, scream we left the number off of this one because we don't want you to realize how old these people are now uh, that's that's the subtitle that's the full title of the movie but i uh, oh, man yeah. the trailer i'm just like can you guys just let it go can we just can we not just do what you guys did with scream and just just make a make a new one i i don't understand but that's fine uh, I'm sorry. I'm off
1: do what you did with Scream and make a new one. They are doing Scream. I'm confused. make So do.
0: Scream, the 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 80s slasher movie had gone away,
1: mm-hmm. and then oh, and then just like make and something. then okay.
0: Scream brought it back by being like, hey, right. here's a postmodern take on that. Now the thing to do in 2021 is to remove the postmodern aspect of it and make a genuine slasher film, which is what the Halloween movies are doing. And, but they're doing it by continuing the, 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 the mythology. Right. But like, Mm -hmm. why don't you just, why don't you just make a new thing? But nobody wants to make new things these days. Uh, But to go back to American werewolf in London uh, versus Paris, it's the the werewolves are cg the werewolves are cg and that's the end of the conversation I, nothing else needs to be said uh it look if you're going to do werewolves and i like the underworld movies but they lose it after a little while cuz they start relying too much on the cg at at a certain point um right. in the first the first underworld they did a lot of practical effects the stories in those movies are are just god awful. They're atrocious, but
1: I the special I mean, effects the and
0: fight one, sequences are great.
1: The first one is Romeo and Juliet.
0: Yeah, it's it's Romeo and Juliet, The Matrix, and Vampire the Masquerade <laughs> slash Werewolf Apocalypse, which are role playing yes. games, right? It Amazing. takes it takes those three things and smushes them together into one thing, and there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, the first underworld is a good movie it's 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 good it's not great it's not amazing it's also not bad it's just good um i don't know it hasn't aged particularly well it has very it has a very 2004 uh, i think is when that one came out and maybe it was 2003 uh i i'm gonna make a pun sheen on it um michael (laughs) sheen's in most movies uh I <laughs> I yeah, it's very it's very much of that time and place. It's a post-matrix matrix. I uh, I yeah. Yeah, underworld was like it was the sequel to the Matrix nobody specifically asked for, but everybody thought they wanted it until they watched it. The first one's okay. Then the second one like they completely lose the thread and they get way too into the vampire stuff and it's like yeah, they they they, they, they kind of, they kind of got up their own butts with that one and then just kept going. <laughs> and eventually it was like, this one's direct to DVD, but we're going to, we're really going to hold on to this as if anybody cares about this mythology. Um, but yeah, it, th- th- like I said, this is one of the few instances where I'll allow you to like be an, an old person on your lawn, uh, yelling at a cloud. Uh, uh cause they, cause they really just don't make them like they used to uh, I i because they used to give big budgets to the fly right like like david <laughs> cronenberg the fly like they, they're they're pushing that stuff as as much as uh, aliens right the sequel to alien i uh, uh, getting james cameron in and like just as much money as you can possibly throw at that um and and it's all up there on screen, and and because the, the thing about the first Alien is like all we got money for is one suit, so there's one alien, <laughs> and you just can't kill it, and it's great. I love the first Alien. Um, I actually it's my favorite of the franchise, but um, but in Aliens, it's like there are there there are f- not that many moments in movies as good as when uh uh they're they're like sort of in that like half submerged hallway and and it's just like like creepy as hell and you and you realize because the whole environment is the geiger because the aliens are like terraforming the 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 base into their own environment um and and you realize that like the walls are moving because there are like dozens of the xenomorphs all around them. And it's just like, it. it's just, it's so good. Like that's, that's, that's good stuff. And you don't get stuff like that. They make alien movies. They still make alien movies. I think that they're making a, a they're making a TV show. I think on.
1: What? Really?
0: HBO max or on.
1: I mean, I believe that. I believe that.
0: Showtime. I can't that's remember which funny. network it's going to be on, but I uh, they are making one and it's it's not neil blomkamp neil blomkamp was gonna make an alien movie and then that one didn't happen who's making it damn it who's making it because i'm very excited about the creative team um oh this is gonna bug me so i'm gonna look it up but i i the hope is that it's it's that they're going to use practical suits for
1: the aliens um one can hope i mean it would make sense one, that you can really come back to that and i don't know be good
0: uh man IGB, you're let me down alien tv series Ridley Scott says FX's alien TV series will never be as good as his 1979 original. Nobody. Okay. Nobody's asking for code? that. You know, <laughs> like thanks. Thanks Ridley Scott for, for being a real jerk about it. Like
1: <laughs> what a bummer. I don't,
0: I don't think it was coming for your title, man. I don't think that's, yes. I don't think that's what was happening. Uh, yeah. uh, Oh, it's Noah Hawley. That's why, because he's the creator of, um, fargo and legion i i i mean obviously not the creator of, of fargo because that's the the cohen brothers they made the movie um but then uh noah Hawley did the the tv series fargo um and then and then legion as well uh which i it, yeah if you've watched either of those shows you should be excited that he's making an alien tv series um so hopefully, hopefully he he he's he's got the uh, proper head on his shoulders and knows we got to make this with practical suits. It's got to be like let's let's leave the CG at home. But the the I, the other part of it is that CG is like it's it's it really has gotten to the point where like you can do it and people don't even know that you've done it, right? Like there's a lot of right. stuff that we watch in Marvel movies where it's like wait that that was t-? like spider mans suit in every Marvel movie that he's yeah. been in and every not Marvel movie, every MCU film that he's been in his suit is, is augmented with, with visual effects. Right. And people don't realize that like, like Captain Marvel, her whole suit is like they film one on, like she's in a costume on set Tom Holland's in a costume on set. But then they go in afterwards and they, like, with the Spider-Man one specifically, they, like, get rid of all of the wrinkles in the suit and stuff so that it's, like, comic yeah, book form-fitting. How fitting. does anybody
1: think that that's real? It's, like, skin tight. It's airbrushed yeah. on him.
0: Yeah. Um, it, it's also, it's also to the point that um, if you go back and you look at early trailers for Spider-Man Far From Home, at the beginning of the movie he's wearing in the in the trailers he's wearing the um the the armor he's wearing the 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 uh iron spider armor for like the whole beginning of the movie and then it's not until later that that he's in the the regular suit because he doesn't take the the armor with him to to europe or whatever but then in the final cut of the movie he's just wearing his regular spider-man costume for all of that um i think is that correct i feel like that's correct it i might i might have some of that flipped but but uh i yeah uh well there's a whole there's a whole there's a whole fight sequence at the beginning of the movie that's that's cut from the movie entirely so that's also part of that but um because like they just they didn't have to decide until they put the movie out <laughs> which one of the suits he was going to be wearing cuz they could change it at any point in time um yeah so that that said i i want to see it i want to see a picture of a guy in a suit where it's just like he's just got like a turtleneck on and then the alien costume and it's just a dude's face and you're just like oh that's that's neat I just love that stuff. But uh, the the other thing that I always love is is like they make something that's only CG, that's only ever existed in CG for a movie. And then you go to a Comic-Con and some dude has made it and it looks as accurate as it does on screen. And you're like, so you could have done it. You just didn't. (laughs) If this guy could do it in his garage, you could have done it. But that's fine.
1: Guillermo del Toro does, I think, a really good like mix of practical and visual effects in yeah. his stuff i feel like he's one of the like artists of like that kind of filmmaking right now in terms of like actually being able to oh yeah to pull off pretty good effect
0: <laughs> yeah for sure guillermo del toro still people. still still lives in that world but but it is very like it's it's also it's also got all the cg too is it that's why that like um i like scary movies these days don't really do it for me because a lot of them have like that like like the insidious conjuring all of that stuff and it's like so much of it just reeks of of digital effects that it's like this isn't like it's it it doesn't work for me because it's not scary to me when it when when it's when it's digital stuff because it's like, yeah, cause, cause I can draw anything. Right. And it's like a computer right, right, can draw yeah. anything, but there's something about for me and this is purely just an aesthetic thing and just, and just my taste. Um, and I think where something like stranger things was really good at capturing that aesthetic, even though it was using a lot of CG, I, there's there's something about practical effects and something being physical that like the xenomorph feels real even though it's it's very clearly not like it's very clearly right. a person in a costume there's still there's still just like an extra element to it that that you can sometimes lose uh in that Uncanny Valley sort of thing. When you, I was when you just going to
1: reference CG. Uncanny Valley because that's what it is. It's like, it's like, it's like beside reality, but it's not so you can remove yourself from yeah. it a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That that was exactly, that was exactly where my brain was going to. And we,
0: Halloween. this, we accidentally stumbled into a Halloween episode. I don't know if you noticed. I that.
1: know how exciting Um talking about Halloween things. Oh, uh, okay. Then yeah. if we're going to do that though, I have a mission for everybody that is listening to this podcast because okay. I cannot, for the life of me, find anywhere on the whole internet where I can buy, rent, or watch Tower of Terror. The Steve Gutenberg and Kristen Dunst movie based on the theme ride from the 90s. It is great and I would like to see it again. It has been 20 years at least, and I would like to watch it. So if anybody knows anywhere, that this movie exists please let me know because i want to watch it again and i just can't (laughs) it's like nowhere
0: the first the first thing that comes up when you search on google where to watch tower of terror is an article from screen rant from september 6 2021 unfortunately the movie isn't streaming anywhere not on netflix hulu prime or even disney plus Which you would think it should be on Disney Plus, right? Of
1: course.
0: Uh, There's always the chance that Tower of Terror might be available to stream online in the future. But in the meantime, Disney fans can buy the movie on DVD and Blu-ray from a range of retailers. Amanda. But but
1: you can't. Who sells DVDs and Blu-rays anymore? Thank you very much. I'm on Amazon. Come on. Maybe. I'm
0: I'm on Amazon. You can find
1: Tower
0: of Terror Terror on
1: Amazon.
0: Tower of Terror DVD. Uh, you can get it for twenty dollars, thirteen seventy four. Okay. Prime free delivery.
1: To Canada. Uh,
0: I mean, it's not. It's I'm on .ca, so it's it's not telling me okay. that I can't. Uh, or you can pay more for 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 twenty dollars. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you can also get Goosebumps: A Night in Terror Tower on DVD for fifty. That's not the same.
1: See, import fees, I have to pay an import deposit fee when I order this on Amazon.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so of okay. what? Of how much? I don't know. Import fees deposit might may apply at checkout. It may, it's it's going to be like a couple dollars. And it's a deposit like it's if, if they don't charge you anything, I think they they uh, <gasps>
1: Ooh, I could get it Tuesday, it October 26th. That's enough time.
0: Yeah. There you go.
1: Are they going to pay me import fees? Do I have to pay import fees?
0: No the the import fee deposit is a deposit that Amazon takes in the off chance that you get charged import fees or or taxes or duty for coming into Canada, and then they take it out of that. It's almost like insurance, but it's insurance that they give you back if you if the, if you don't get charged anything. Okay. They just take it and all then they, right. and then and then you get refunded if if it doesn't get charged anything, but they also it's like if if I remember right, they'll take like five dollars or whatever, and then if your import fees are fifteen dollars, they all they charge you is the five dollars.
1: I mean that's fair. It does say plus zero dollars for import fee deposit, so it's not making me yeah do anything. You're fine. Hey, well, I can get Haunted Mansion, Tower of Terror, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, and Country Bear Four Disc DVD for eleven ninety nine. What that sounds so much better. This is called Thrills and Chills. I've there never seen go. Haunted Mansion.
0: I, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know why you wouldn't do that, except for the fact that.
1: But it's so much cheaper. Are you How ever is this, this gonna watch? No, I would never, never. The Country Bears. How would I ever watch those other things? Or
0: Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. Haunted Mansion is on Disney Plus. I'm fairly certain. Yes, fairly I think it is. See, it's Eddie like Murphy
1: obviously, is. these things are are are. Don't they own? Doesn't Disney own Tower of Terror? Isn't that a Disney ride? Like, come on.
0: You know what, though? Because, it, because Tower of Terror is Twilight Zone, there might be a licensing thing oh, there. And so me. it might be difficult. And if it's difficult, Ooh. then it's not worth it.
1: So here's the thing. I can get this four movie collection faster and cheaper than buying just the single DVD. Yeah. So I just it. don't understand. It just doesn't make any
0: sense. There's only okay. four left I'm in sorry. stock. What if I bought all
1: four just so I can't Don't, buy You're here? such a jerk. <laughs> That'd be so terrible. I'm excited. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you could help me with this, Mike. But it just, it just seems like so antiquated that I have to order the DVD for 13.43. That's fine. I'm gonna do it because I've been complaining about this for long enough. That I would do like it. it. I, I did it. This order has been placed.
0: I'm glad everybody
1: should watch tower of terror because it's super fun. I'm going to get it October 14th and I'm going to watch it for Halloween. Oh wow. That's coming in two days. What? That's so fast.
0: What's your, what's your favorite Halloween movie? Oh, your favorite movie to watch at Halloween time.
1: Okay. I mean, it's not my, like my favorite Halloween movie, but I do religiously watch Hocus Pocus every Halloween. Like I do, I have friends and we like watch it and it's just a fun, good time. So, And I've done that for the last few years. So I do enjoy um, Hocus Pocus. And then I don't like scary movies. So I feel like I don't watch a lot of the regular stuff that people watch. I didn't
0: say scary movie. I didn't say scary movie, though.
1: I know. I know.
0: I said, hey, I said what's your favorite Halloween movie? Favorite
1: Halloween movie. I know. But I'm just saying that most people associate Halloween movies with scary movies.
0: Yeah. Well, my favorite Halloween movie of all time... Is Ernest Scared Stupid? Oh, nice. So I really just asked you that question so I could answer it.
1: So that you could say Ernest Scared I feel I like just we've chatted Ernest about scared. this before.
0: I think I we've like definitely talked about Ernest Scared Stupid I I on the that. podcast in the past. Definitely. It has an IMDB rating of 5.8 out of 10. And I think okay. that's unfair. <laughs> I, think that I, I think that I'm going to look at Rotten Tomatoes as well. I want to see what Rotten Tomatoes has to say about it. RottenTomatoes.com dot Tomatose.
1: I thought so. Okay, in Tower of Terror, just because I'm still looking at this, yeah. Melora Hardin is in it, and I thought I like was seeing these pictures, and I was like, oh, so that's the chick from the office that um, plays Jan in the Office. I okay. This
0: just this
1: this this movie is like I feel like other people I can't be the only. Did you watch Tower of Terror? Have you seen this movie?
0: No, no, I, I don't <gasps> want to. Uh, oh
1: no. The like Kara could watch it with me. Does Kara like scary movies? I uh, I or like like it's like, you, know you know what like Disney, it's weird. Scary.
0: Last year we watched quite a few kids' scary movies. We watched both Goosebumps movies. We watched and what else did we watch? I don't know. We watched we watched three or four over the course of Halloween. Um and on November first, uh, we watched... uh I nightmare before christmas you don't you can't you don't watch nightmare before christmas this is the thing this is the thing about nightmare before christmas and people will go oh what's your favorite halloween movie and somebody says nightmare before christmas and you you, what you have to do when somebody says that you have to pull your hand back all the way and you have to slap them across the face normally i don't advocate for violence but in this instance this has to happen because nightmare before christmas is not a halloween movie it's a Christmas movie. I
1: think it's a Halloween movie. It can be both. That's the beauty of Halloween. No, way.
0: it's not a Halloween Girl. movie. It's, not, here it's not, hey, Halloween just ended. Let's have a nightmare before Christmas. That's not the title of the movie. The movie is called A Nightmare Before Christmas. It's a Christmas movie. Halloween's not in the title. It's not in the title of the movie. Christmas is in the title of the movie. You cannot watch it before November 1st. <laughs>
1: Or, or, after, or after December 25th.
0: I will come to your house and I will slap you. The hardest I you've believe, ever yeah, been slapped I mean, in your life. It's, you here's the thing. Right. It's going to hurt me too. But <laughs> it's a sacrifice I'm willing to make. Okay. So okay. I just want everybody to be aware that The Nightmare Before Christmas is not a Halloween movie. Don't say that. If you do, we're not friends anymore. You should probably stop listening to the podcast. Uh, I
1: Ernest Scared I mean, Stupid I,
0: has a has a tomato meter of 17% with six reviews. It's got six official critic reviews, putting it at 17% wow. and an audience score of 50% right there, right there at the halfway point with 25,000 plus ratings. I, I don't think I have a Rotten so, Tomatoes account, but I think I'm going to sign up just know. so I can give
1: just Ernest Scared
0: rate. Stupid 10 out of 10 because
1: well so i just watched adam's family values last night i hadn't seen it before but then my friend said that it's a thanksgiving movie so you have to watch it on thanksgiving and yeah. I, I believe that i i'm now that is but like here's the thing it's a canadian thanksgiving movie because in canada thanksgiving happens in the same month as halloween and i feel like adam's family-esque things are halloween yeah. so it was like a perfect combination of like spoopy and
0: Kara Car- does love the Adams family, by the way. We haven't watched Adams Family Values yet though. We watched so we watched the animated one and then we watched the first live action one, but we haven't watched the second live action one and then the second the the Adams Family 2, the the second animated one is in theaters right now. We're going to go see it at some point this month. I don't know if we'll get to see it this weekend or or if it'll be the next weekend, but um maybe i was halloween's on a sunday maybe we could actually just go on halloween uh uh, the first one's actually really like the first animated one is actually really good and i'm not just saying that because oscar isaac is gomez but (laughs) it's not it's not not a factor because he is fantastic in that role um but it balances out because the fact that he is the animated gomez Means that he is not a live action Gomez, and that is tragic because he is. I, yeah, he, it, I mean, there's a there, there have been a lot of people who have played Gomez Adams, uh, on television or or sorry, in live action, I should say, uh, TV, movies, whatever. Um, and he's right up there with the best of them. I, i and yeah. they, like they, they in my opinion they've all been good i i'm actually secretly i don't know if it's that much of a secret i think we talked about adam's family last year around this time because we were watching those movies but i i it's not something that i wear on my sleeve but i actually really, really 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 like the adams family um like like and not to be like a hipster about it but like including the original like comics which is something that I came to much much later like obviously I think most of us in our generation came to it from the movies in the 90s and then the TV series right that came out soon after that um
1: Do to I capitalize on the watch- huge success of those
0: movies in the 90s
1: Definitely don't think I know the
0: Oh really? TV the TV series was on YTV. Um Maybe
1: that's the one that I am more familiar with actually. No totally. Okay, no, I yeah. remember now because I didn't yeah. watch Adam's Family Values, but I'm like, how can this be? Because I've definitely seen like a significant amount of Adam Family content. I felt. Like.
0: And then there, and then there was an animated series in the 90s as well. Um, I didn't watch that. And then there's like there's the original TV series, which which would have been like sort of a rerun type thing uh, when we were kids, when we were younger, uh, uh, like early 90s um predating those the 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 tv show and the, like the live action tv show from the 90s and the cartoon but i and then there are obviously the comics as well which are most of the adams family comic stuff is they're it's like a newspaper strip and they there most of them are like single panel like visual gags psych gags uh and i i oh man I always blank on the name of the artist. Um He didn't just do Adams Family, like he also just did like weird like these just off-color, especially for the time that he was doing them. These weird off-color comics. Uh and and they're just it's just, it's just they're just weird and I love it. I love how like weird and creepy they are. Uh cartoonist. Let's see. What was his name? Was it Charles Adams? Is that Char I guess yeah, Charles Samuel Adams.
1: Uh, uh Interesting. that should
0: be easy to remember you know what it probably is it's probably that like my my brain blocks it because it's like well it can't be
1: so it's so you can't forget that so don't store the information
0: no no more than it's like it's like is his name charles adams no it can't be why would his last name be adams and then his thing is the adams family that doesn't make any sense yeah why wouldn't he fictionalize that nope he, he uh uh but yeah um yeah his stuff is just like it's just weird. Sometimes it's so weird that like, I don't get it. Like I just straight up don't get it. Like there's like a a visual gag that just like either there, I'm missing context because of, because of when it was published. Um, I, or, or it's just, it's just that weird. But, uh, I don't know. I, and I don't know that much about him as a person and the time period that he lived in. Uh, it's it's entirely possible that he was a problematic individual. So I'm gonna leave uh, a, a, a disclaimer there that I don't know about the life and times of Charles Adams. All I know is uh, all I know him by is his work, and his work is is something that I enjoy. But if he was like a racist I mean, or something, let good. me know so that I can contextualize that in the future. Um, he was probably racist. I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that like he was he was a probably. white guy who lived in the early 1900s he he was he was he was almost certainly racist uh i think he died in 1960 he was he was i'm fairly confident not knowing the man obviously (laughs) that uh uh, oh no okay uh 1988 was when he died
1: he could have he could but contributing to like more progressive comments maybe he was yeah. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe you can let us know. Hey, I also, so because we got here tangentially through like other things that happened yesterday, I think yesterday was also like national coming out day or something. And the story about like the, I don't know this version of Superman, but like one of the versions of Superman coming out as bisexual. Oh
0: yeah. yeah. Let's History? talk about that. So, uh, yeah. Jonathan Kent, uh, mm-hmm. John Kent, uh, the son of Lois and Clark in the comics, uh so okay so here's here's the full context new 52 happened right new 52 the flash went back and saved his mom and then came back to the present day and present day was all jacked up because you can't change something like that without messing up up, uh, (laughs) everything so he created it what's called flashpoint and then he went oh no this is real real bad i gotta go back and i gotta make sure that the reverse flash does kill my mom I, which is a really, really crappy place. It's like a, it's like the, the most like gross back to the future ever. And back to the future is already pretty gross because back to the future is like, Oh no, I went back and I pushed my dad out of the way of getting hit by my grandpa's car. And so he never, my mom never fell in love with him, but I got hit by the car. So she fell in love with me instead. And she totally wants to have sex with me. I, I, (laughs) that's I the plot of back post, to the future
1: i saw somebody post something recently about the reason that the world is what it is and he's like oh no we're living in the timeline in which marty had sex with his mom yeah <laughs> I
0: probably like, i <laughs> <laughs> totally Anyways. totally he was like into it oh my god uh, <laughs> marty you can't um yeah so the Flash goes, I got to kill my mom. And he goes back and he stops himself from stopping it from happening or something. I don't know. I didn't read the actual no, yeah. Flashpoint comics. Yeah. Uh, and then when he comes back to present day, it's the new 52. So his interference and then him stopping himself from interfering still jacks up the timeline. But it's like less jacked up, but it's still jacked up. I so in that new timeline, a new Superman, I uh, along with all the other heroes, they're all new versions of those heroes uh, exists. Um, And then people were like, we don't like this new Superman. He's kind of lame. Uh, and I uh, but then they, but then people were like, but that whole Batman Inc. thing, that was really cool. So, like, is there some way that we could, like, keep Swamp Thing and Batman Inc and, like, a couple of these other things? We really just want to fix Superman. And DC went, yeah, sure. And so they just had Superman from the uh, post-crisis. So the John Byrne Superman. So from the 1980s up until New 52. They just had that version of Superman and his Lois transplanted from that post the post crisis timeline which is what they call it into uh the new 52 time timeline and there's a great there's a great uh i uh, i uh, comic i think it's called superman and lois uh that is about them uh they and and they have their son jonathan kent and superman is kind of doing his thing and uh but he's doing it like like OG Superman is doing it, but he's kind of doing it on the down low. Like he's, he's so fast and he's so powerful because the new Superman's not nearly that powerful. Um, Mm -hmm. because he's still like, he's, he's only been Superman for like five years or something. So like, this is the Superman that's been that like, it's, it's tough to track time in comic books, but he's much more experienced and he's older. Right. As opposed to Superman in his twenties, he's Superman in like his early forties. Um, and uh and he's so fast and he's so powerful that like
1: really old
0: yeah uh by comic book standards it is nobody ages out of their 30s (laughs) um he has gray hair on the side of his head uh and 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 a bit in his beard um and he's and he's running around in the black and silver suit with his beard and looks just as cool as superman ever looks because that's the best look for superman and they really really woof the ball on justice league by not having him come back looking like that but that's fine um and so he's he's been like saving the day but doing it in secret uh not letting anybody know so he's like he's like a a a a volcano is about to erupt so he he jumps into the ocean and like punches a hole in the fault so that ocean water goes in and stops the volcano from erupting. And nobody ever sees it and he's fine and he's superman and everything's great. And he comes home to Lois and Smallville and nobody. Actually, I don't think they're in Smallville. I think they go to a different town. But um I eventually what happens is New 52 Superman does uses a new power uh called a a supernova like or uh, is that what it's called? I can't remember. Um, Nova flash. I can't remember. He does this thing where he like all of the solar energy that is stored in his cells, right? Like all of the, all of the radiation from the yellow sun that makes him Superman. He releases it all at once. And it's just like this burst of energy that comes out. So when new 52 Superman does it, it basically killed him. He, he basically was like dying and og superman post-crisis superman shows up and he's like no this isn't the way that this is supposed to go and and new 52 superman is like it's okay they this world still has a superman and like either he just dies and turns into dust or i can't remember like maybe his part of his soul goes into the original superman so that it's like oh he's there it's kind of both of them in case you in case for the five people who like the new superman like don't worry he still kind (laughs) of exists but not really so like you know get a little upset but not super upset um and so that superman goes on like he he takes on the mantle of of superman and just like steps into that role and after a year everybody forgets that that even happened and he's just superman and nobody cares and batman's not like hey wait you're not my superman um and superman's not like hey wait you're not my batman and i i was friends with bruce and you don't even like superman you know like Mm -hmm. there's all this stuff but eventually it just kind of goes away and everybody ignores it um but anyways jonathan over the course of all of this starts to develop his own superpowers he's like a, uh like a like a tween basically he teams up with damian wayne batman's son with talia al ghul uh so the grandson of raz al ghul uh, i who is like he's the worst robin because he's just like can't we murder people can't we just murder the bad guys <laughs> Batman who is also my dad who I don't call dad I just call you Bruce Wayne. Um <laughs> I, I I I think he calls him father at some point in the comics but but it's I think in in the beginning he just would call him Batman or something. And be like, "You know I'm your dad." And he's like, "Yeah, whatever, Batman." I I I
1: <laughs> whatever, Batman. Okay.
0: There there is a it was a bad relationship. I, I actually I mean damien kind of came into the fore when batman died and and dick grayson took over the mantle of batman and it was it was dick grayson batman and Mm -hmm. and damian wayne as robin which were those were fun comics but damian wayne robin and and Superboy jonathan kent teamed up and they had a comic for a little while called super sons but then jonathan kent went into the future with the legion of superheroes and he came back like a year maybe two years ago i'm not reading the comics i just kind of follow the storylines um
1: yeah
0: he came back a couple of years ago i think as like a young adult like like i don't know if he's a teenager or if he was in his 20s it's hard to tell because from the age of 15 and older comic book artists just draw everybody the same so it's <laughs> like hey hey this character is a 15 year old girl oh okay cool so we're gonna draw her in her underpants um, and she's like fully sexually developed. That's fine. Um, that's okay according to comic books. Uh, it's actually really dumb and awful. Um, it, and I'm painting with a broad brush. There are a lot of comic book characters yes, who yeah. do a no, good
1: job. All it but
0: mean. there's also a lot of stuff where it's like, hey, that's Supergirl, and she's very super womanly. I, <laughs> but I, I that Jonathan Kent who has come back from the future and like hung out with the Legion of superheroes for a while is, has just recently taken up the mantle of Superman. I don't know what happened to Superman. Maybe he just retired. I don't know. Maybe maybe he did the Nova thing and he's turned into dust too. Uh, maybe doomsday killed him again. I don't know. I don't read these comics anymore because for the most part they're pretty bad, but um he's taken over that role and uh, and, and uh, the issue that just came out recently revealed, I think it might actually be the beginning of his run. Cause I think it's, I think the the comic is called Superman son of Kal-El. Um, and uh, and, and Tom Taylor is writing it. Uh, Tom Taylor just did a really like recently did a really, really great run on Batman that, that everybody loved. Um, so he's moving over to, to Superman. With this, and the big deal is that Superman, not Clark Kent, not Kal El, the last son of Krypton, but Jonathan Kent, mm-hmm. is bisexual, and so you've got a lot of people on the internet who are being willfully ignorant and not listening to the art. Like they're not reading articles; they're reading headlines first of all, right. and they're yeah. they are very intentionally. Being obtuse about it, you know, you're Ben Shapiro's and your Matt Walsh, like these these and your idiots, Dean
1: Cain, and your Dean Cain on things, and you're like the
0: worst Superman. Um, both oh, in Dean in the Cain. sense that his Superman performance was not really that great, and also he does not exemplify what Superman stands for. No,
1: um, and so many of the other ones do.
0: They do. They do very well. Um, yeah he he said some nonsense today about superman not being bisexual here's the thing is that like last month um i uh tim drake my favorite robin also came out as bisexual and so when they announced this with superman with jonathan kent i was like oh cool so eventually we can have a storyline where (laughs) superman and and <laughs> red rub i mean i don't know what they call him right now because for a little while he was just called drake oh my god and his his <laughs> costume was awful and it's like why would your why would your why would your superhero alias just be your last name that's a really bad Wait, idea who's
1: nightwing who's nightwing
0: um well tim drake has never been nightwing Uh, who's dick who's grayson nightwing? is nightwing
1: is that okay? I then I I then Tim Drake is just a Robin and then he calls himself Drake.
0: D- like, Tim Tim Drake is the, the third Robin, so the first Robin is Dick Grayson obviously. Dick Grayson leaves. I
1: don't say obviously when you're talking about Batman to me man, it makes me feel dumb.
0: Okay. No, I'm <laughs> yeah. saying for the audience, obviously. <laughs> okay. I I think Dick Grayson being the first Robin is pretty pretty standard. That's not comic book knowledge. That's standard pop this culture life. Knowledge, but that's fine yeah it's well, kinda, it's hard I mean, not to know that batman but, and
1: robin if it's if it takes yeah. place in batman and robin i have some cultural reference so
0: um so he leaves to go be nightwing because batman sucks um and he's like oh, and i was like the, red hood, the red
1: hood guy is next right? and then
0: yeah and then jason todd comes in right to oh. be uh the new robin and the the readers hated jason todd so much that the writers were like hey we'll set up a phone hotline that costs 99 cents to call. And uh, you can call and you can vote to save Robin or kill Robin. And it was a landslide to kill Jason Todd. So no the ways. Joker beat him to death with a crowbar. Um, Yikes. And so Jason Todd was dead. So Batman didn't have a sidekick for a while. And then Tim Drake showed up and Tim Drake, Batman didn't find Tim Drake, Tim Drake found Batman. And this is the, this is the reason why Tim Drake's my favorite Robin is that Tim Drake Mm -hmm. and why Tim Drake is actually like, he's the true heir to the legacy of Batman, in my opinion. So when, when Batman died and all of that stuff happened, it was like, who's it was the uh, battle for the cowl, I think was the storyline. It was like, everybody wanted to be the new Batman. And I was like, well, it should be Tim because Tim one like he was like batman should have a robin like batman needs a robin in order to to exist right like he like there's like a balance to it otherwise you know like he's like he's too he's too dark he's too edgy sort of thing like not saying it in those terms but just like like he needs he needs that thing to to keep him like even keeled sort of thing so tim drake like put together all, like he basically investigated batman to the point that he found the bat cave and discovered that bruce wayne is batman and then was like i'm your new robin and batman was like no you're not i'll never have a robin ever again because because jason todd yeah. was murdered right um un- until tim eventually is like fine if you don't then i'm just gonna go out and do this on my own at which point batman's like well i can't let you do that so i guess you're the new robin and he becomes the new Robin. <laughs> And then eventually Tim Drake, uh, sorry, eventually Jason Todd comes back and is like, ha, I was never dead. Uh, I, I'm i the Red Hood, which was an alias of the Jokers for a minute. But now it's me. I'm the Red Hood now. And, uh, and he's been the Red Hood basically since then. Um, and at a certain point when Damian Wayne showed up, Tim Drake stopped being Robin and became Red Robin. Red Robin yeah. was a character that I think was originally introduced in the Kingdom Come comics, which is like an alternate future for the DC universe. And it was like, oh, Robin eventually becomes Red Robin when he kind of goes off on his own to do his own thing. And it's like, well, that's not Nightwing. Nightwing's a different character. So eventually people were like, oh, that'll be Tim Drake eventually will become Red Robin. So the time came and they were like, oh, we'll make him Red Robin now and I, uh, i and he was for a little bit uh and then recently like i have new 52 they broke everything they ruined it all it's dumb they wrecked everything <laughs> uh it all sucked especially i should especially like most notably teen titans was a great comic before that like they like had had a a A really long great run from like the the sort of like the early 2000s forward just awesome awesome stuff and then they just destroyed Teen Titans with New 52 because they were like oh they're teenagers we'll make them all edgy and have attitude and blah 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 and it's like well you're making everybody edgy with attitude in New 52 so what does that mean for these characters and it was like oh it means we're gonna ruin every last one of them we're just going to make them awful. Um, and and they did. They did that. They they just, everybody's a, everybody's a total jerk. And none of them get along. Everybody hates each other, but they're a team anyways. I don't know. It's dumb. Um, at least the first few storylines were. And then I stopped reading it. Uh, yeah, and then it, so eventually, I guess he, he became recently in the comics, Drake, and his costume was just awful. It was like this brown brown is not a superhero color by the way <laughs> fyi uh it was it was like brown i, I on mean brown. i second
1: that yeah, it was yeah brown
0: yeah. on brown and it's just like it was just like you guys you guys the red robin identity was like like just let just let tim have that let him have that but i guess recently like they they've i think they've brought him back as red robin and and then revealed that the character is bisexual He's, I don't know if like, like, I mean, like, I think the headlines were like, Oh, it's, they're revealing that he's bisexual. I would more label it that he's like bi curious. Cause he's like, he's like, huh, maybe. Right. And so it's like, he's like exploring his sexuality in that way. I don't know what it is with the Superman one. Cause I, it's, this is all very new. So I haven't like read any synopses or anything like that yet, but right. Um, I'm going to imagine that it's similar here here's the thing. So I just gave a whole lot of comic book history for comics that I have not read, but is mostly accurate. It's as accurate as you need it to be in order to go out into the world. I I, I promise you that. Um, this is all context from like Twitter and Facebook and social media in general. But um, here's the thing. Do you think that these are genuine efforts to make these characters more diverse and representative? Or do you think that the bisexual thing is a way of just pinkwashing it? just being like we can't they won't let us make characters gay especially not superman's son so we're gonna say oh. that he's by so it's like you know if a really hot chick comes up to him he can still make out with her and then everybody can be happy right it's like it to me it's it's a mm-hmm. weird thing of like i want to celebrate it but i also don't want to celebrate half measures if that makes sense because I feel like it's really easy to go like, oh, this character's bi, have them kiss one boy and then never talk about it again, right? Yeah, I
1: feel like it'll 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 play out in the execution of it because, yeah. like, at the end of the day, it's awesome to have more bisexual representation because of yeah. the letters. It is one of the more under for sure represented, yeah. and so, but it always is. I think you're right in in the like, will they let them actually follow through with this? And regardless of like in tw- like however many years if they do end up with a female will it still be part of the conversation that they are bisexual right yeah because there's
0: there's like a there's like a tricky thing in there because i don't want it to be i don't want it to sound like i'm saying that like a bisexual man who has a relationship with a woman is no longer bisexual that's not what i'm saying i want to be like explicitly clear that that's not what i'm saying what i'm trying to get at is the idea. That, that, and again, I'm just trying to be totally explicit with this so that there's not any misinterpretation. Is DC Comics using bisexuality as a compromise instead of making characters gay because they see it as a middle ground or sort of like a halfway point? It's not. Let's be clear about that. It is a, it is a, it is a sexual orientation in and of itself but pop culturally it can be treated that way so is that what dc is doing and i like i'm just positing the question i'm not saying that they are or accusing them of it at all i think i just want it to be like part of the conversation with this like while we celebrate this that we're also holding them accountable that this isn't just like a hey let's do something to get some readers. You know what I mean? Like, let's not like, I, I don't want them just slapping a bisexual label on a character and like a, like, like a new and improved flavor on a box, of you know, uh, uh, cinnamon toast crunch. Right. And it's like, but this tastes exactly like cinnamon toast crunch. You just added more sugar, right? Like that's all you did. It's not, you didn't, you didn't new or improve anything. You just more, you just put in more. So it's like, it's it did they knew and improve superman no it's not even superman it's technically jonathan kent um the son of superman and lois uh and 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 will this be like a lasting thing or is this like a flash in the pan or a gimmick the fact that they did these two characters so close together is a thing that makes me a little bit cautious of it because it feels less like let's write some cool stories and and push a few characters in new directions and a little bit more like hey we had a meeting and we need more by we need we need more lgbtq representation in our comics so let's make these two characters buy and you know we did it like congratulations all of us white men around the table we did it right
1: Did you just high five yourself? I did. <laughs> that the, that I did like, the, like <laughs> the. I did like the hands.
0: <laughs> like the. Like
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm like together. wiping
0: my hands clean. Like like hey oh, we did okay. it. Like, I good thought job. You, I thought
1: you like. I thought you like high five. High five myself. Like you know how they. Like, you know how like you yeah, know self-five. like the the white dudes and white dudes in boardrooms high five themselves. Yeah. And pat themselves on the back for me uh, Yeah, like Barney choices. Stinson.
0: Um.
1: Sure.
0: From How I Met Your Mother, Neil Patrick Harris. Yes,
1: I, I mean I got like, that. I
0: I uh, well you made it sound like you didn't know who I was talking about which I thought was really weird.
1: I just thought it was weird for you to throw in a How I Met Your Mother reference in the middle of this podcast. Is
0: I that weird? Watched... How I Met Your Mother is like no. one of the most watched sitcoms of all time, I think. It's like
1: Because I like had to I I just had to like meh quit it. It just petered out and so I think it's interesting that people still reference How I Met Your Mother. Is it one of the most watched? How many people watched the last season of How I Met Your Mother?
0: I don't know how you know. many it was by the end of it, but I, the last episode, I guarantee a lot of people showed up. A lot of people showed up to be like, so who's the mom? And it's like, <laughs> it's like, actually they introduced her at the beginning of the season and she's been in the whole season, but it was how she met everybody else before she met Ted. But uh, uh, I love how I met your mother. How dare you? I,
1: okay. I mean like, don't get me wrong. You?
0: Don't get me wrong. There's a lot of rough stuff in the middle of that sandwich, but the last season's all right. <laughs> I, I, the first, the first three seasons are good. Um, man, that's the the whole. The, uh, what season is it? I think it's season five. Is the season with Stella? She's the worst. I hate that. See, I skip that season.
1: Stella. I is, is uh, she the Krog Maga person?
0: No, I Sarah Chalk's character. Oh, she's Sarah played. Chalk's
1: character. Yes, I do. Yeah, that was that not,
0: leaves him at not. the altar. Oh my god, I just like. Oh, I
1: don't. I don't remember watching that far along.
0: Okay. So she leaves him at the altar and goes back to her ex-husband, who is the father of her, of her daughter. Um, And there's like hints all throughout the season of like, Hey, Hey, this isn't going to work out, which like we know it's not going to work out because that's not their mother. Right. So I, I otherwise the series would have ended when they met. So, you know, it's not going to work out anyways, but you wonder like, how's it going to not work out? But it turns out that it doesn't work out because she's awful. And all throughout their relationship, she's like, sh- she's always like telling him he's got to, he's, he's got to grow up and, and, and uh, do things a certain way if he wants to be with her. And it's like, yeah. like he changes his whole life and he's getting ready to like move out to New Jersey to, to, to live with, with, uh, with her and her daughter. Um, and he's like, he's willing to just like completely give up. Change everything, yeah Uh, oh like a lot of things in his life for this woman and she's just like yeah it turns out that i still love my husband uh my ex-husband and 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 leaves him at the altar and and uh is just isn't the
1: worst part about her that she'd never watched star wars isn't that like the the meme that is the only people
0: a giant red flag that is a massive red flag yeah right
1: like it's i feel like Um, they do that on purpose that like yeah Come on.
0: It's the it's not it's not that she hadn't watched Star Wars because sometimes that just happens, right? Like sometimes it it is it is possible to not watch a Star Wars, or like not actually like sit down and watch the Star Wars movies, right? To know them peripherally or to have experienced them in snippets and stuff like that on TV. But if you didn't have somebody in your life to go, like, hey, sit down and watch a Star Wars movie with me, then it's entirely possible that you could have skated by just with pop culture knowledge of it, right? The the red flag with Stella is that she watched it and then she lied to him about how much she liked it because she knew how important it was to him, but in truth she didn't like Star Wars. <laughs> and I don't know that Ted ever found out. I Marshall knows and is like you don't like it and she's like no, like the talking dog, like I, did, why how do they understand it? It doesn't it just it just says always uh, but they all act and it's like and it's like she's yeah the she the things that she says about the first star wars movie are the sort of things that you're like this isn't gonna work <laughs> which is absurd to say but also 100 accurate because ted <laughs> ted loves star wars in that right like like what yeah, uh, yeah. one, one of my favorite gags in how i met your mother is when they do the thing of like like that Ted is always like the third wheel with Marshall and Lily and it's mm-hmm. it's uh, they go through all of the i uh, i uh, their uh Marshall and Lily's couples costumes and it's right. like that all, oh like, and then always all, have Ted as the they went they went as salt yeah. and pepper and then there's Ted off to the side and he's like and I was paprika or something like yeah. that it's like every like yeah, yeah. you can't you, you can't have a pantry without paprika <laughs> And and uh and there's one where it's like uh, where they're uh R two, D two, and C three PO and then Ted is R five, the the red one, the the red R two <laughs> unit that 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 blows like that that shorts yeah, out but, uh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. they that Uncle Owen originally picks and then it shorts out. Um uh yeah, so he's R five. And it's like, yeah, I th- that's one of those ones that's like that's a that's a very good Star Wars reference, but then the thing that really bugs me about How I Met Your Mother and Star Wars is that they play really fast and loose with the stormtroopers in Barney's uh, apartment because he's got he has two stormtrooper suits right. in yeah, his yeah. apartment in the I think in the first season and they're like they're meant to be the like it's the joke of like the sharper image oh you can buy a whole set of stormtrooper armor um a stormtrooper suit there's a joke in friends about it when uh, when monica's dating uh john favreau uh, uh uh moss what's his first name i can't remember david uh, No, not david that's the other one uh i can't remember but uh, john favreau plays the the millionaire right the oh
1: what's his name what's his name oz you're driving me his last his name, name, is cause cause the, the his
0: name is last moss because it's because the the program is moss, moss. 365 pete, or something like
1: that pete pete, 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 pete
0: moss. moss oh my god his name's pete moss
1: i know I know I just heard it too as I said it
0: out loud. <laughs> oh man.
1: They just call him Pete in the in the like most. They of
0: never the say Pete,
1: Pete Moss. Moss. <laughs> yeah.
0: Maybe they do. And maybe, maybe we're just need. trying to make an excuse for yeah. why I don't we know about you. I'm going to speak for myself. I just got that.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. I... Oh yeah.
0: And I've been watching Friends almost nightly i mean we take <laughs> breaks because sometimes you got to take a break you got to let it breathe and come back yeah to it.
1: yeah. but yeah, it's like yeah, the yeah. go to
0: sleep show for yep 10 years at least 15 years probably uh and yep. i have never gotten that joke never
1: put that together in yep. all of
0: that time i didn't watch friends <laughs> when it was on tv by the way uh, really yeah, I, did. I didn't watch it until oh, later. i just anyways there's the joke in that of like he's of how rich he is and chandler is saying like does he have this does he have that does he have this uh, i and and i think that monica says something about like oh he's got everything from like the sharper image catalog or something like that and and chandler's like does he have the stormtrooper armor and she's like two of them and and chandler's like could 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 joey and i come over and put them on and fight (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> fun but yeah. uh so barney has in the first season he's got two sets of this armor which i think is meant to be a callback i me- i think that's meant to be a reference to friends because so much of how i met your mother is like inspired by friends yeah, right yeah, yeah um and then in later seasons they change to like the the spirit halloween costume like like they're not even stormtrooper costumes at one point. They're actually, uh, uh, they're 501st clone troopers from revenge of the Sith with the blue stripes. And it's like, and they're not, they're not armor. It's like the padded suit, like the padded vinyl suit uh, costumes, yeah. not like plastic armor. But just like the, you know, like if you wanted to dress up as Superman and you get the one that's got like the muscles built into it, but instead of it being muscles, it's stormtrooper armor. And they're just like on mannequins and the helmets aren't helmets. They're just like, they're, I mean, they're helmets, but they're like, they're like, they're like flimsy plastic, like a mask, like, like, like the mask with like the, the, the elastic strap on. And it's just like, I understand that you guys have less budget this year than you did last year, but like, <laughs> what did you do? Come on. How does the fox? Cause, cause it was, it was a Fox show. It aired on, on CBS, but it's a Fox show. It's like, how do you guys not have access to two stormtrooper costumes? Yeah. How yeah. is that not just a thing that you can just wheel onto a set on at any studio at any given time? Just like at least two Stormtrooper costumes, real ones. Maybe somebody else was using them for something. But yeah, it all, it it always drives me nuts. It always drives me insane. Not because it's like, oh, consistent, like, oh, continuity error or whatever, but because the point is that Barney Stinson is like stupidly rich and buys dumb stuff. Right? <laughs> he would yeah. never, ever in a million years do that. It's so inconsistent with the character, but that's par for the course for that show.
1: I just so. this is the best way to end the podcast is with you going on some sort of random rant about like <laughs> the inauthentic Star Wars Storm, stormtrooper. <laughs> th-
0: there's nothing inauthentic <laughs> about them. They're just or garbage. Just, like
1: the yeah. Well, I mean, I feel they're like officially licensed the in- sto- like worlds. Yeah, like what you would do if you had that much money and were a Star Wars fan. Yeah, it's what, it's the difference. It's the, the difference
0: between a five thousand dollar stormtrooper armor set because that's like how much those were back in the day um i know that because i really wanted the boba fett one and it was five grand i (laughs) i the stormtroopers might have been cheaper than that but because boba fett's more complicated um there's like fabric pieces and stuff i get it but regardless they're like thousands of dollars as opposed to a 45 dollar clone trooper costume that you like wear for one Halloween and you throw away because it's not even worth donating it because the helmet's broken because you put it on your head twice.
1: Because
0: <laughs> uh, uh, it's not really a helmet. It's just a it's just a rigid plastic bag. And really someone's someone's going to die if they put that on their face. Um yep. Yeah. Yeah yeah it's just no self-respecting rich guy who's flaunting his money would just go to the spirit halloween and be like i'll take two of those and then put them on (laughs) mannequins in his apartment like it's it's just if you're gonna go that far you're gonna it's not hard to make stormtrooper armor it's not hard it doesn't actually cost that much money you do it for about 1500 bucks but whatever all you'd have to do is call up a 501st guy and go like, can you just make me two sets of stormtrooper armor, put it in the background of your shot and just leave them on your set. (laughs) They got the stupid swords every year. Like the rest of the set stays the same. It's just one thing. It makes no sense. Uh, Yeah. If there were real star Wars fans on that crew, somebody would have said something. This is a good place to end we did it
1: I, I feel it i feel it i feel like we we got through a podcast
0: we did it we made a podcast this is good. yeah uh, i feel like
1: we covered, covered i'm really glad so that everybody
0: now knows the continuity of jonathan kent and uh, uh yeah uh, tim drake <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah
0: so that they can be excited about the fact that both of those characters are bisexual unless dc screws it up in which case it would just
1: be no it would be super great if they could make out that would be amazing
0: uh it would be it would be ideal it would be be
1: so good yeah
0: that's that's really if that's
1: that's the end goal
0: if that's what all of this was for then i'll be happy um yeah man super superman and and red robin just just make the thing is is that there will be a lot of people who are really upset because um, there are a lot of people who ship Tim Drake and Connor Kent, uh, the, oh. the, the, clone super yeah. Superman and Lex's son. That's a real thing. That's a right. real thing. That's not a joke. <laughs> That's not yep. a joke yep. guys.
1: Nope. Yep. Connor mm-hmm. Kent
0: is Lex Luthor and, and Superman's something. DNA mixed together. He is their son.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: That's a thing in comics. Uh, and people people really like the two of them together. And I don't disagree with that. I think that there's chemistry there. If you want to do that. There
1: can be more bisexuals in the universe. So we can we just have our fingers crossed for Connor
0: at some point yeah. in time. So we'll see. Uh, good job. Good job, us. We did it. We made a podcast. <laughs> thank you Yay. guys for listening i think next week we're gonna do enough said for marvel what if
1: oh yeah right? i forgot that i was supposed to reply to that thread and have you watched
0: all backwards. of it amanda no
1: Will i have no, watched it by the time the podcast is happening
0: there's no way you've yes. watched all of marvel what if at this point uh i haven't the finale was good the eight i okay what what if, what if was lots of fun i
1: did get far i got relatively far so i'll, I'll finish yeah. watching it but they're on my radar so.
0: hey hey we went to venom together i uh, and we yeah. didn't mention it in this episode and we both we both enjoyed that movie a lot i think it
1: was a it was good fun
0: it was a it was, it was, a, it was fun. a fun movie going experience yeah i yeah. think that's the only review you need for it that is true um yeah yeah
1: enjoyable
0: there's, time there's maybe some spoiler stuff that's worth talking about but i don't think that we're I don't think we're clear go, enough you can
1: go somewhere else. to talk yeah, about we're it
0: yet. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it. I think that, that people yeah, should
1: go somewhere else and talk about it. If you. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um, mm-hmm. cool. That's it. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. I think Curtis really wants to talk about Marvel. What if I, I'm kind of eh about it, but I liked it, but I don't need to talk about it, but he really wants to talk about it. So I think we're going to do that next week. I, uh, I don't know. Stay tuned. You'll get something in your podcast feed. Don't worry about it. Uh, Thank you for listening this week to whatever this was. I don't know. What am I going to title this episode? I don't know. Maybe Halloween? I think that's the title. (laughs) uh, Thank you guys for listening, and we will see you on the next episode.
1: Stay safe, everybody. Wash your hands and be kind to one another.
0: Follow the Thunderquack podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by searching the Thunderquack podcast. You can support us in three ways: first, by heading to the podcast service of your choice and leaving a rating and review; second, by going to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merch from your favorite podcasts; and last but not least, by heading to patreon.com/thunderquack to kick in with your monthly pledge of support and get cool rewards like early access and extended episodes. The Thunderquack Podcast is the official podcast of Thunderquack.com. Head to Thunderquack.com to discover more great podcasts.